1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
0: Believe.
2: This edition of the Patriots Board is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf to UFC and boxing, the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info, including live betting options, and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website or use your mobile device to join, and be sure to use our promo code Believe—that's that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, this episode of the Patriots Report, two things, really, before we get started. First off, we're joined by Miguel. And he is going to run down everything you need to know about the Patriots from a financial perspective. You should know that we recorded this prior to the Friday afternoon news that DeAndre Hopkins was cut loose by the Arizona Cardinals. So you hear us talking about DeAndre Hopkins and the possibility of trading for DeAndre Hopkins. So just now you can kind of put that off to the side. I do think that given the nature of our conversation, and you can pick up some stuff from Miguel throughout our Q and a that the Patriots have a chance to be competitive when it comes to Deandre Hopkins. They have a chance to at least be in the conversation because in Miguel, you know, you'll, you'll hear Miguel talk about it. They're probably in the top third to top half of teams when it comes to financial flexibility, maneuverability, when it comes to the cap. So There is the possibility they could be part of the conversation. We heard from Mike Giardi also on social media a little bit earlier saying that the Patriots are interested. So it's going to be fascinating to watch this whole thing play out, not just from a league-wide perspective, but from a Patriots angle in particular. But I just wanted to let you guys know that we were aware that we talked about DeAndre Hopkins. And obviously, again, that conversation took place before the Cardinals released him Friday afternoon. One more thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the interview with Miguel and I put some of this on social media a little bit earlier. So look, if if you were worried about being redundant or whatever, you can just fast forward to the interview. I understand completely, but the latest report of Pat's OTA violations that can be apparently traced back to some sort of something, some sort of violation when it came to special teams and meeting running too long. It's what it sounds like. Uh, Personally, I don't know enough about the situation to assign specific blame in this case, but for me, this speaks to a much larger point, specifically what has happened to new England special teams over the last few years. I mean, this is a group that won a bunch of games on the margins for two decades. And many of those victories came specifically because of special teams. Whether it was coaching, Scotty O'Brien, Brad Seely, putting players in position to succeed, or it was the execution on the part of the players. Real great special teamers. Not just good special teams, great special teamers. Troy Brown, Adam Vinatieri, Larry Izzo, Stephen Gaskowski, Matthew Slater. On and on. They've had some great special teams players over the years. And again, they've won games because of their special teams play. they won big games because of their special teams play. Great players. Timely execution absolutely razor sharp in every single facet of special teams and they got one over on teams that really abandoned special teams or really teams i should say that didn't understand the importance of good special teams play look they were great at it for a long long time the results were were clearly obvious it came in big games playoff games important regular season games. We saw it time and again, and it became a really a, a hallmark of this franchise. But after losing some games the last couple of years because of poor special teams play, because of poor special teams decisions, inability to execute in the biggest moments. And now with this report, I, I think it's part of a larger issue. Big picture, it feels like there's some players, some of it's on the players. We saw some errors last year at the worst possible times. Saw some great play last year, you know, really important times Marcus Jones, but we saw some errors over the last couple of years and frankly it looks like there's some coaching involved here. And I admittedly look I, I'm going to broad brush it, but and again we referenced this on Twitter, but it feels like there's an overall sloppiness on New England special teams that really wasn't necessarily there before. Now look, maybe it all changes this year with Joe Judge being back in the building. Maybe the addition of some of the the guys that brought in this year, you know, whether it was Mapu, whatever the case may be, maybe that changes this year. And maybe they tighten things up, and maybe they get back to where they need to be on special teams. But look, as a guy who's followed this team for an awful long time, both as an observer, someone who's covered the team on a regular basis, I, I can tell you that this sort of stuff never would have happened a couple of years ago, five, ten years ago. Scotty O'Brien. Brad Seely, whatever the case may be. So just some food for thought moving forward. I'm going to be interested to see how the special teams unit responds. And look, honestly, you know, going forward, you're losing Matthew Slater, a guy who, in my opinion, is a Hall of Fame special teamer. So I don't know what that's going to look like. But they seem to have gotten away from their roots a little bit with some recent special team sloppiness. And this report kind of, I don't want to say it confirms it, but it just kind of adds another layer to the conversation. All right. It's time to get to our conversation with Miguel. Hope you guys enjoy All right, Miguel, as we sit here right now, late May, I know it's not a big team building period, but let's say they get a call about a trade. Is there much financial flexibility there? Where do they stand at this point in the calendar? at least from a financial perspective.
1: They have a great deal of flexibility. They, before they sign the last three draft picks, they have about $12 million in cap space. Mm -hmm. They have easily several ways to create more cap space. They can let go of some guys I didn't think they'd still be on the team, Mm -hmm. like a Nick Folk or everyone's favorite punching bag, Miles Bryant. They could, (laughs) They could extend Trent Brown, create cap space. They could extend Matthew Judon, create cap space. They could extend Hunter Henry, create cap space. Mm-hmm. They, the Patriots have no have a lot of cap space this year, and they also have a lot of cap space in future years. All right, so they could borrow per se from future years to create cap space for this year. Um, they easily paid for a player and then create cap space later depending okay. on on the deal Okay. um let's i'm trying to think of a player i'm thinking of a player who's going to be on the packers or the titans Because well, well,
2: let, well let's say this let's say this miguel and I, I can get in we can get into specifics later like guys who may have their deals yeah. redone and all that but let's say they get a call for about deandre hopkins for example would, would, would they have the ability to swing a deal to get someone like a DeAndre Hopkins or another wide receiver of equal or better value? Again, even at this point in the calendar where we know it's mm-hmm. not a team building creative, if, if someone called them up and said, look, we have this wide receiver who is a relatively yep. high impact player. We want to see if we can work at a deal to send him to New England. Would the Patriots have that sort of financial flexibility to pull something like that off?
1: Yes. Especially if the uh, the team, the players, current team, is willing to eat some salary on the way out. Mm -hmm. For example, Arizona might be willing to do so. Or they might be willing to wait till after June 1st, where their dead money hit wouldn't be as much as it would right now. Mm -hmm. Um, They have the capability to do it. We just saw who got just traded for a ridiculously low figure. Oh, it was a linebacker, I think. I forget Mm -hmm. this guy's name. I forget. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was ridiculously – they were trading, you know, doing the swap, draft pick swaps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. These days, if the team wants to get rid of a player because the hit, that player has too much cap space on them, on their team, they, you can swing a trade easily. The, and the cap is for them, for the Patriots this year, is easy for them to create cap space. It wouldn't have been – so much like a couple of years ago wouldn't be, they would have been like tighter next mm-hmm. year. They, they could do everything they want next year, mm-hmm. like the bears and the bears. <laughs>
2: but 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 the next big date in your mind, at least from a financial perspective, where things maybe change a little bit, yeah, and things may be opening up, you know, things may be opening up uh, from a trade perspective, from a financial perspective, is June 1st,
1: June actually, June 2nd, because the deadline June, June, June 1st, if you do any transaction. On or before June 1st, and a, and the and the player has future signing bonus prorations would all hit this year's cap as of if it's done before on or before June 1st. When it's on or after June 2nd, two th- future signing bonuses hits next year's cap. Okay, so that's why some teams, if they may be willing to trade a player, but they may wait till June 2nd to, to push off some of the dead money into 2024
2: okay so so look for if there is going to be (laughs) a deal chances are better it's going to come after June 2nd than before
1: yes if if they if they haven't traded the player now they might and they they they're probably going to wait till June 2nd to do it okay
2: where do they stand and I'm talking about the Patriots specifically when stacked against the rest of the league when it comes to current cap space
1: they're in the top 12 as of today but some uh, they haven't signed all of the draft picks. Mm-hmm. And some of the teams that are above them haven't signed all the draft picks. Mm-hmm. So they might after if let's say once all hundred all draft picks get signed, they might be 10. So okay. which but around with around 12, you know, um 12 million, 10 million dollars or 11 million dollars. But the guys up to the top, the base ridiculous crazy. The Bears might have $30 million and the Rams are $2 million. So like the, the Patriots might be right near the league average. Mm -hmm. All right. Because the, you know, the Bears, some teams have a lot of cap space and there's a lot of teams with a low cap space. So the the Patriots could be in the top 10 above the league average, but probably just around the league median for those math geeks like myself. Okay.
2: (laughs) I have have two questions to kind of follow up on that. First, I want to ask, from a league-wide perspective, which teams have the most financial flexibility and which team right now has the least in your estimation?
1: Bears definitely have the most. The Rams Buccaneers definitely have the least. They haven't signed the Bears and the Buccaneers haven't even signed any of the draft picks yet. So out of the I think there's 60, i I'm gonna go sixty-five unsigned draft picks. Most of them are on the pit, the Rams and the Buccaneers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like, now, hey, now, now, yeah, if you if you look specifically at the Rams and the Buccaneers, obviously you're looking at two teams that have won Super Bowls over the last what three years now. Yes, is their team building approach? I don't want to say is that to blame because they did have success, but how much of their team building approach that led to a championship? It, it maybe they're paying for it now. You know, well, this that, year, or next year,
1: they definitely both teams definitely paying for what they did to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, last year was a bad year for the Rams because their modus operandi, Chris, was basically to have a top-heavy salary cap-wise team, Mm -hmm. depending on the stars, all right, and have a lot of uh, low-salary players, rookies on – players on rookie deals, right? And they would – Rams, it worked for them because the Rams were one of the few teams that had very few players on injury. Last year, they had a lot of players on injury. So Mm then – and – so it didn't work out for them. The Buccaneers, we, once they knew that, they knew that they were going to have cap space problems once Tom Brady left. All right, they pushed out money with, with him and the other guys to an extreme amount. I think they have both teams have a ridiculous amount of dead money for those two for this year. All right, they knew what they were doing. Either and they they won a Super Bowl, so you can't complain. Yeah. If you're, I'm like, I'm not a fan either, but I'm not going to complain because they, I like. They won a Super Bowl. It's worth it. It's, no matter what happens, you can't take that away. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you know, that's what they're in. They're, they're in it. Teams are in it to win the Super Bowl. So it's like, they, they went on all in and it worked out for them. Mm-hmm. How would
0: I have. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones
1: who get it done. What Tom what the Buccaneers did with Tom Brady, it made sense because he's is on 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 older player.
2: Yeah, yeah, you well, have that smaller the, window.
1: Right, the to win the, the Rams doing what they did made sense because they were typically health, one of the healthiest teams in the league. Last year, they were one of the least healthier teams in the league, so it mm-hmm. fell apart for them. Um, so now they're crazy, like um, what, close to thirty to forty percent of their roster right now are rookies.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's like you said. I mean, you know, you do get that short term. If you stay healthy and it paid off for both of them. And now they're kind of, you know, they're, they're dealing with the consequences. You brought up the the delay in signing the draft picks. And I want to ask you specifically about the Patriots, you know, and, and now I remember it was a big event when you could break news about a draft pick signing. Now they're all slotted. So it feels like everything should just take care of itself. And one pick should be signed after another. And there's no problem getting guys in camp. What's the delay right now for New England in terms of signing their draft picks?
1: They have three unsigned draft picks. First, first round pick Christian Gonzalez. All right, the only possible delay is him, they're negotiating about when they're going to pay him the signing bonus. Mm-hmm. How much? You know, signing bonus. Well, he he might get like let's say nine million dollars. They're arguing and negotiating if he's going to get three million in in June, three million in September, and three million in February. That's probably all they're negotiating about for the Patriots, all right? Mm -hmm. Keon White, he's a second-round pick. He's in the middle of the second round. And second round, only seven second-round picks have been signed so far this year. And they're all the bottom seven, all right? So what is happening now with every second-round pick, and this is why I expected a delay with Keon White, is the teams and the players' agent are negotiating how much guaranteed money He, that player is going to get in either 2025 or if you're in the top of the second round, I'm talking like picks one, two, three, four, Mm -hmm. how much guaranteed money you're going to get in 2026. They, I know for a fact that Keon White is going to have fully guaranteed salary in 2023. Know for a fact he's going to have fully guaranteed salary in 2024. They're just negotiating how much of his salary in 2025 is going to be fully guaranteed and and since no one in the top 25 has signed a deal they'll wait some the teams are waiting for some time for another team to be the first and then they'll, then they'll they'll negotiate off of that
2: so it's a domino effect really is it's what a, you're saying. Oh, it's yes. someone someone will get signed and then in short order you should see a bunch of signings after that
1: yes yes okay. it's for the second-round picks, that's happening right now. Uh, that's going to happen, all right? We're still two months away before it affects any uh, play on the team, uh, play on the field. When we – when I first met you, it was a big deal. No draft – about draft picks. Like you said, draft picks getting signed. Hardly any draft picks got signed before July 4th. Now they're getting signed – most of them are signed before Memorial Day, all right, <laughs> which is, like, um, I just want to prick out some numbers here. Like, okay – in 2021, 150 draft picks were signed by May 25th. Last year, 175 were signed by May 20th. Right now, there's about 190 draft picks signed. They're getting draft picks are getting fast signed faster, which would crack um, and it's because they are slotted. Mm-hmm. So that in it's it's the little details things that are holding them up. And then we said, and yeah. I, I, um, and it's and for me, like, how much guaranteed salary you, in the third or fourth year, that's immaterial. Mm. <laughs> right, right, right. But is it But does hold up the, the traffic sightings. As for the third-round pick, I'm surprised he's not signed. I mean, I I'm the, right away, but it's the Patriots. They don't, like, some teams like to sign all the draft picks all at once. The Patriots take do like a piecemeal approach.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> how common is that in terms of their approach to draft picks ever since things became slotted? How much how common is it? How prevalent is it for teams to approach their draft picks like the Patriots are approaching them, as opposed to maybe another franchise out there?
1: I would say two-thirds of the teams probably do it piecemeal like the Patriots. Definitely there are teams like the Bengals, the Rams. I like them. Re- I like to have no, you know, if you are a fan of the team, just get it all done with.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right? yeah. But it's, um but the second, I don't, the, unless this year, I understand why some teams haven't signed the draft picks because they're either that second round thing is holding up, holding place. Signings up.
2: Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting that even though we don't necessarily know right now, what the salary cap will be in, let's say 2025, Yeah. And and we're talking about I don't want to say relatively small figures compared to what we think the salary cap is going to be in 2025. But the Patriots and other teams, you said two thirds of the teams approach it piecemeal talking about guaranteed money, not necessarily this year and next year. It's interesting that a team would do that, not knowing maybe what the full financial landscape would look like two, three, four years down the road.
1: Yeah, but the draft picks cost so little. Patriots salary cap total is 225 million dollars. All right, let's just round it off so let's say all 12 pl- draft picks make the 50 three man roster their cap hit will be less than 13 million dollars okay so that's so in it, it's a small such a, it's small, a small part
2: it's a small piece of the puzzle what yeah you're and so yeah.
1: and then yeah even though so the salaries are going up in 24 25 26 it's still gonna be such a small percentage
2: yeah okay.
1: um yeah okay so
2: no that, that no that, that makes complete sense I I want to look at right now the names of guys who are currently on the roster And we you touched on this at the beginning Mm -hmm. give me three names of guys who are candidates to have their deals redone in the next two to three months as we approach the regular season
1: can i be cap size or fan size
2: i you (laughs) know what let's 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 start with cap and then okay
1: okay cap judon henry
2: did you? Ma- I think you mentioned Trent Brown at the top as well.
1: Yeah, but he's that's because he's at the top of the cap. Um, he's more that was more like a fan thing. <laughs> i mean, <I'm> being <laughs> honest, That was more of a fan thing. Judon Henry. Okay, I gotta go with yeah. I gotta go with Judon Henry. Cap wise, Judon Henry Brown. Okay.
2: okay. Tell me why specifically.
1: Okay. Got to, uh, Willie Sutton. Go where the money is. Willie Sutton. Folks, for well, you that don't catch the reference, was a famous bank robber, and he, he said he robbed banks. That's where the money was. All right, um,
2: or all the president's men, where they say follow the money, right? That follow the follow money, the money. Exactly. yes,
1: exactly. Follow the money, exactly. So these guys have a ton of, uh, do a lot of uh, cash. In Trent Brown's case, not a lot of cash, but because he has a high cap number, because he has a lot of incentives. So those are the three guys I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, there's other one of the. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not predicting it, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of the veteran wide receivers—I'm talking about Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker—not on the roster because of the cap.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right, especially if Butte and Douglas play well. I should say the first names, but mm-hmm. okay, sorry, I should say them there. But I wouldn't be surprised if both of those guys show out. Those the draft picks show out. I can see the the team moving on, especially mm-hmm. if we go to the next the the fan side of me and talking about cap wise and that's the guys I like to see get extended and that'd be Awanu Dugga and Uchi if he can get I can sign we could sign him to a good deal
2: yeah those three guys I I agree with you those three guys feel like really good candidates for extensions moving forward because when you look at both of them all, all three of them in their overall importance their youth their contributions to the team over the last couple of years those guys feel like foundational elements you want to have in the building moving forward.
1: Exactly. And this is the year where you could sign them to a discount. Especially if you sign them before the year begins, because the, then the Patriots are taking on the injury risk and not mm-hmm. the player. All right. Once the once you see this in often, the closer a player gets to free agency, the more it's going to cost to sign him. And and one reason is he's Playing less and less games for, in the future on this deal, and the other thing is the market might pass by. All right, you don't like, for example, we're talking about the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow might not get. It's going to end up Mike probably getting a bigger deal than if he signs at the very last minute to an extension. So you know what Justin Herbert got, or what mm-hmm. Mike Patrick Mahomes gets in a deal. It's, it's the next man up mentality with these agents. when to at the top of the market. I'm not saying, and I'll just be clear, I'm not saying that Duggar, Owano and, and Ushie should get top of the market deals. But for those guys, if they see, especially since the 2020, and there are some guys, especially Awano, there are guys they could build off deals off. Like was the right guy. He just mm-hmm. saw Shaq Mason go out a three-year, $12 million deal. That should be his absolute floor. Since yeah. he's much younger than Jack Mason. Yeah. <laughs> he should be going for Elton Jenkins money like Green Bay got, got received. And I just read a piece by, oh, I, I never say his name. I'm going to just gonna say the guy, Brad, who does the cap stuff for PFF. Okay. He predicted okay. a $15 million dollar deal for Awano. And he's saying that's, you know, and which I was surprised because I was thinking he would probably get $18 million, but he's saying that, well, the Patriots gonna try to get him to take a the money deal because they got they drafted so many guys on the interior line in the last two years, and he's now supposedly may or may not be healthy enough. You know, not healthy enough to be participating in OTAs.
2: Miguel, that that brings me to a really good question and a really important point here that I wanted to ask you as a longtime observer of the team and a guy who looks at the numbers closer than just about anyone else out there. I was struck by something that Field Yates said about this year's draft. This year's draft is not necessarily so much about filling needs, and he said this beforehand, yeah. filling needs for twenty twenty three, but about twenty twenty four in anticipating voids or you know open it, spots that you could have in your roster because of free agency. Let's say Uche leaves, uh, yes. you know, Keon White is not necessarily the same type of player, but he can give you the same type of production it feels like some of these draft picks were made with a, a feeder system in mind that, Hey, maybe this guy is not going to be, you know, a, a sizable contributor this year, but someone who could help us out in 2024 and 2025 and beyond. I want you to speak to that specifically from a financial perspective, if you could.
1: It always makes sense to draft for the future because our draft pick is so much easier. find to keep to retain than a veteran player. Owu if he becomes an unrestricted free agent his tag next year is going to be close to 20 18 to 20 million dollars, all right? If the Patriots say have maybe they already talked to, they couldn't have talked to him legally they're so supposed to have talked to him about extending him for this year, all right? Because a rookie you can't extend change his deal in the first and during the first three years. So this he just had the third year come up, ended. If they think that they can't sign him, what they did by drafting so many interior linemen in the last two years says, Hey, they got a plan B for him. Mm-hmm. It gives Adrian Clem a year to develop those guys. Then I want unless I'm not I'm not hoping for it, but I'm thinking that they probably it has to be part of their plan. And I and I say this because this is what the Patriots have done throughout the last two decades. And it's most teams do this, playing mm-hmm. for the future. Um because folks, even if you know, even though the cap is easy to get around, you really can't keep everyone. You really can't. And then you um ask Kansas City and Tariq Hill. All right. That's all yeah. I got to say. All right. They, for example, Owanu has to be, if he's gonna sign a deal, it's gonna be like Brad said, more team friendly than not. Like I thought even like first I think I did a projection a couple of months before the draft. I said eighteen million dollars a year. But now if he's gonna sign a deal with the pages, it's gonna probably be closer to the fifteen, like Brad's fifteen, just because he knows the pages got options in the future. Mm-hmm. Um as for Uchi, his playing time, he's gonna have to bump up his playing time to get a bigger deal than I'm thinking 10 million dollars for him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, in in that range. That says, whoa, wow, that's a lot of guys. for a guy who's who creates sacks. That's really not a lot of money, all right. with the top edge guys, again, 25. He's not one of the top, but he's you know say, but you can make you can make two, you could definitely pay him 10 million dollars and feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I think, in my in my opinion, all right. As for Duga, I see him taking. Not McCordy's place on the roster, but McCordy's face on the ro- um talent wise, but McCordy's spot on the roster cap wise. Yeah, McCordy was one of the highest paid players on this team for a long time. All right, they were paying a safety. The Patriots were paying a safety a lot of a relatively a lot of money compared to the rest of the league. All right, I think that Doug is going to take not his spot on the roster. Right on the field, but on the space on the cap wise. And they really didn't. I don't hmm. think you know. What I'm saying I, they didn't get a plan. I don't think they really got a plan B for him. <laughs> <laughs> unless you think my unless you think my is, yeah, is the plan B. This is
2: this is the last question I got here, and and I want to be real specific with this. We talked about some guys who are candidates to have their deals redone between yes. now and say the start of the regular season. Yep. Is there one guy who stands out for you? as someone who might be a trade candidate because of their contract situation and their overall level of production, where they are in their contract, maybe it's a guy going into the final year of his deal, maybe it's a guy who is making really good money that they just, maybe they find they're getting better value from a from a different player at the same position. Is there someone like that on the roster right now who you think has an excellent chance of being traded between now and the start of the regular season?
1: Devante Parker. If Thornton, Bute, Douglas show out. I think Devonte Parker is not on his roster. I I don't even think all three need to do it. I just think two of the three need to do it. I and mean, that's a great question.
2: Well, Miguel, this has been awesome, man. Thank you so much that's for good. doing this. I I want to wrap up here by letting you talk a little bit about you're very involved in a number of charitable endeavors. Yeah. And yeah. just a quick look at your your Twitter feed, Pat's Cap, you really promote a lot of charities. You really do a lot of hard work. You do a lot of important work for a lot of charities. Tell people a little bit about some of your charity work and how they can help you help them.
1: All right. Um, the main thing I'm in is the Habitat of, habit of Humanity. You see my pin tweet. There's a link to a place where you can donate the money. I believe in the American dream. My, I'm a first-generation um, American. My parents came here from Dominican Republic. I just believe in helping put, putting things for, paying it forward. I've been blessed, Chris. I've been pretty good with math. I got, I got my brains from my parents, so I said, "Hey, um, I'm on. T- what can I do to help other people?" I first started doing it raising money for the food pantry in Malden. And then I decided, since I live in Connecticut, I should help people in Connecticut. And to me, helping someone buy a home, to me, that's the epitome of the American dream. Um, and that's all I'm, I'm asking. So if you if you ever found, I don't I'm asking for hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars I'm just saying like just maybe eight six dollars mm-hmm. you know because we had to help someone out I mean it's you know those those people who were who qualified for the to buy a home, I put a lot of sweat equity into it um and that's all I'm asking it's I don't know what to say what else to say about it it's um it's important to me to help someone I mean I've been lucky in life so I just trying to help someone
2: else. I appreciate that, Miguel. That's that's very well said, and it's an important thing to to remember. You've given an awful lot to Patriots fans over the years. You've been a great resource for me, and you've been a great resource for a lot of Patriots fans. And I think it's be nice for for folks to give something back. So keep it in mind. You can follow him on Twitter at patscap p a t s c a p. Miguel, thank you so much for taking the time today, my friend.
1: Thank you so much, Chris.
2: Hey everyone, thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs, from basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, golf, to UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online,
0: where the game starts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.